All right, here we go. Um, you know, last week we began the study of, of the letter K. And uh, this is the 11th in the, the 26 uh, alpha letters in the alphabet. And, um, you know, lo- looking at knowledge, just a real quick, you know, um, the word knowledge is found 172 times in Scripture. The word know is found 763 times. The greatest thing that I think that we can understand is, and I know I think I got through what, number four, or just part of number four last week? Um, no, we didn't get something. No. We finished three. We finished three, so we're at number four. Okay. John, well, well, I'm going to go ahead and. 14, two. Okay, uh, okay. Um, the greatest thing I think we, we can know, and I'm going to tie this in, is First John 5.13. It's in point number six, the knowledge of our salvation. And I'm going to start off with this for a reason. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. You know, I just feel led to go here right now because of what Miss Amber just said about Lori. Um, nobody in their right mind will want to get that news. Uh, but the greatest thing is, is to know that you know, that you know for sure you're saved. Um, I've heard a lot of people say, I, I hope I'll go to heaven when I die. Um, I've heard a lot of people say, I'm trying to make sure my good outweighs my bad. And that is, that's not how it works. <laughs> you, know, you know, the justice system in America has got the little lady with the scales and got the blindfold. And y'all seen the little symbol. And they're hoping that their good is just going to outweigh their bad. And that's just a lie from Satan. Because you can't never do enough good to outdo even one bad. Um, it'd be like us who broke the law. If you break one law, you're still guilty of breaking the law. You can't undo that by doing more good. It'd be like if you robbed a bank, stole $40 million, and but you was going to give 30 of it to uh, St. Jude's. <laughs> you still stole. Uh, so um, it, it's, it's tricky. Um, you have to... As that verse says, believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. So I've tried to tell people, I don't have a maybe-so salvation. I don't have a hope-so salvation. Truly, we, we base our life on faith. Remember faith, the acronym? Forsaking all, I'll trust Him. Um, you know, really, that's my biggest prayer right now for lawyers and her family is that their faith would increase through something like this. I know mine did when my mom had the same type of cancer uh, and God called her home. Uh, I know, I know, I've got to, faith is believing what God's word says no matter what somebody says against it. Um, there's a podcast I listen to occasionally and they say truth never fears a challenge. I've always said truth always rises to the top. What's the old saying? The cream rises to the top. Truth always stands alone. And truth does not really need a defender. Because truth is truth. Whether somebody believes it or not. So the Bible says that if you trust God. I think April just said I used John 14. 
Um, um, if you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Um, you know, we have to trust God. So we have a, a eternal, we can know that we're saved. And so that's the greatest thing, I think, in this whole knowledge is, is, is we look at the knowledge of the Savior. We look at the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. And we look at all this, but the greatest thing is to know is to know that you yourself are saved. Because that's what's going to be the grace that this family needs. That's the grace that Ray Whitley needs and that Ted Lukedic needs and that you and I need each and every day is that faith that knowing that, hey, ultimately... And I'll talk about it this morning in the 11 o'clock hour. We are on the winning side. When you're a child of God, you might lose an occasional battle in this life, but in the end, you will reign victorious forever and ever and ever because of the love of Jesus Christ. We're going to look at that. The Lord kind of gave me an idea of this because when I was sitting in court the other day with Austin, and the Lord... And I'll explain it when I get started this morning, but knowing that, man, we cannot lose because Jesus is our everything. And I'll point out what that is. But the knowledge of our salvation, I know I jumped ahead. That's the greatest knowledge we can have. These things that are written on you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. And um, I like what J.R.'s testimony last Sunday night. I mean, he said, man, I went through the motions. I, act, I even prayed a prayer. I went to church. All of that just to keep my mom happy. And there for a long time, I thought I was saved. He said, but then I realized I wasn't. I was just playing a part. And if y'all saw it on Facebook, Austin shared his testimony. Austin said, you know, hey, I, I prayed a prayer at seven years old, but I started having doubts. And I realized, hey, I didn't truly... Um, I wasn't truly saved, so I gave my heart to him. So he has a no salvation, and we can too. And is it natural to doubt from time to time? Yes. Yes, everybody doubts. But as uh, one of my friends told me, he said, that's probably one of the greatest um, indications that you probably are saved is that you're concerned about it. Because if you weren't, you wouldn't even be concerned about it most of the time. You wouldn't care. But... That is a, a fleshly doubt. But if you got a doubt whether am I truly saved, you need to get it right. And I pray people will get it right. But for this case, as I look at, at Lori and her family, I think Tony Newcomb's daughter said it the best. And she had cancer too. She had terminal cancer. And she told him, and this is a strong faith, she said, Dad, don't worry about me. Some of you remember Tony. Uh, Tony died a couple years ago. She said, Dad, don't worry about me. She said, I feel like I'm the biggest kid standing in line for the biggest, tallest, funnest roller coaster. And I'm in line just waiting to get on that roller coaster. She said that just a few weeks before the Lord called her home. It's wonderful to be like that. Absolutely. But a lot of people are not. Well, it's I mean, some, some people have a stronger faith than well, others. Say what it is, a stronger faith. Yeah, it is. Um... And I think that goes by knowledge and knowledge of the Word of God. Um, what's that verse? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing cometh by the Word of God. So the more we know, and I'm proud. You can pat yourself on the back this morning. You're here to learn. So you're increasing that knowledge. You're increasing that faith. And that gives you that no-so salvation. 
My mom beat anything I ever seen. I mean, here I am, the pastor. My mama's faith made my look like it was practically nothing. I mean, she was okay. She was perfectly fine. She won't worry about a thing, even when the doctor told her the news. I found a journal once she started getting sick. I found a journal. It was on her computer at DCC. And I read it. She knew all along. I mean, a prayer journal. She was praying for my dad. She was praying for my brother. She was praying for me because I had just taken the church. Um, I saw all of this, but yet she she knew. And, she, and one of her prayers, because she, she typed her prayers out, she said, Lord, help me be ready for the things that lies ahead. So she knew. and But her faith was so strong. Why? Because she knew you had eternal life. Literally, for Lori, when the time comes, she will draw her last breath here on heaven, on earth. Her very next breath will be in the presence of Christ. What can be better than that? I mean, you ain't... I mean, you in this old, wicked, sorry, sinful, election-rigged, <laughs> sin-promoting, hating, truth-hating world. What could be better than all of a sudden just being translated into the presence of Jesus Christ? Because the Bible says to be absent from the body, be present from the Lord. And as we've always said, you are not a body that has a soul. We are a soul that has a body. So... Inside of every one of us, there's something that's eternal. That's our soul. Jesus said, fear not who, 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 him who can kill the body. Fear him who can kill the soul. And only he can do that. So that's the greatest knowledge. And I felt led to, to lead in with that. All right. So we did do the knowledge of the sovereign. That's the knowledge of God. Um, this is one reason abortion is wrong. As we said, Jesus told Jeremiah, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou comest out of the womb, I had sanctified. The word sanctified means to set apart. I have ordained thee a prophet to the nations. And uh, then Luke 16, 15 says, God knoweth your heart. So God knows everything, but so does Jesus. And Jesus, while he was on earth, he made a couple statements that very clearly knew that Jesus knew what was in man. Why? Because he was God. He was he was God in the flesh. Matthew twelve twenty four. Somebody read that for me. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And, the, and Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then, then his kingdom stand? Yeah, so Jesus was healing people, and he was casting out devils. And they said, this fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub. That's another word for Satan, Beelzebub. Um, we can have time, but it's over in the Old Testament and break it down. It's just a picture of Satan. So in other words, he's casting out devils. By using the devil himself. <laughs> Jesus knew their thoughts. Look what he said. Every kingdom divided against itself will be brought to desolation. A house divided cannot stand. So if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. <laughs> Jesus knew their thoughts. By the way, this was blaspheming really Jesus because they were saying he was doing it through the power of Satan. You've ever heard the unpardonable sin according to scripture is he who blasphemes the Holy Spirit. It's not your words that do it. It's the attitude of the heart. Because this was a wicked 
bunch of people who said Jesus was doing miracles through the power of Satan. Someone that could put that into words is an evil person. Their heart's nowhere near being right. They and, every, can't, and everyone and, thought Lincoln said that. House divided against itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How many, th- how many times in the Bible do you read stuff everybody yeah. thought people come up with and you come to find out it's in the Bible? Um, so the not- Jesus knew what they were talking about. Someone read John 2.24. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them, because he knew all men, and he did not that any should testify of man, for he knew that he was in man. Yep. So Jesus did not need anybody to tell him how men think or how men was made or what they're made of or their consciousness. He knows it all. Uh, he knew all men, and he needed not any should testify. So he knew what was in man. So Jesus knew as we uh, Genesis chapter six, in um, when he flooded the world, he said the thoughts of their heart were evil continually. All right. So the sovereign God the Father knows the knowledge of the Savior Jesus knows. Then the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. Um, someone read Hebrews four twelve. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged two sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder mm-hmm. of salt. Wait a minute, of soul, uh, of soul and, and spirit. spirit, and the joints and marrow, and is discerner. Mm-hmm. Of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Yes. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all that biscuit and gravy is uh, playing with. <laughs> <has a 15 laughs> all right. So the word of God is quick. Anytime you see the word quick in Scripture, it means it's alive. It's life giving. So the word of God is alive. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two edged sword. Um. Medical terms, you know, when you got a wound or a surgery, maybe uh, cancer or especially skin cancer is the one that comes to my mind. Your knife goes in and cuts out the bad, but in a sense, in the picture here is what it's talking about. As it's removed, it cleans out that bad so it can heal up. Um, so, literally, the Word of God is alive. It's powerful. It's sharper. It and it's so sharp that God's word can pierce the dividing of sunder of half of the soul and spirit. Now, if I get started on this, we ain't gonna be we ain't gonna get done today, so I can't. But I'm gonna preach about it sometime this fall. Hopefully, we'll we'll still all still be here. Which, if not, we'll just do it online. Of the soul and spirit, well, we are a three part being: body, soul, and spirit. The soul of the lost man. Um, and the, the excuse me, the spirit of lost man does not communicate with God, so it's kind of just part of the soul. Where we as believers, our spirit is alive. Um, it gives us consciousness and communication with God. So what what makes us alive? The Word of God. And but look what it says. Um, he is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know, I can see. I, I, I've got eyeballs, okay? <laughs> you can see stuff. Uh, but I can't see your motive behind what you're doing. You know, that's why Matthew says, Judge not that you be not judged. 
man, that, everybody wants to throw that up. Even if they ain't never heard nothing about Christ in their life, they want to blow that up. I mean, now don't judge me. The Bible said don't judge. You got eyeballs, man. The word judge means don't condemn somebody. And we really can't condemn anybody because we don't know their motive behind doing something. I've done things with pure motives that turned out to be an absolute mess. <laughs> uh, good motives. I've made decisions that I thought were right that just watch them blow up in my face. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, I did it. I had the right motive, but I had the wrong method. <laughs> but, but the Holy Spirit is the one who knows why we do things. He knows the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And so... The, the Lord knows. Um, one of my favorite verses, someone read eight, Romans 8, 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our affirmative, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groans which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Dude, this is one of my most favorite verses in all of Scripture. The Spirit, notice it's capital S, talking about the Holy Spirit, helpeth our infirmities. The word infirmity, if you got a little pen, just write it, means weaknesses. We are weak. Amen. We are frail. We are fragile. Um, there's nary one of you, when you get a head cold, can just automatically work some magic and, and cure yourself of a head cold. I love that Beverly Hillbillies one. Oh, and that woman just said she didn't come up with the cure of the common cold and everybody was buying into that. She said, yep, you take this medicine here for seven days and it'll go away. Well, that's the duration of a normal cold anyway. Uh, you know, we can't do it. So oh, we are Unless weak. you're a mom, then you have to act like that you've cured it all of a sudden. Yeah. Because well, it don't stop. You, you still have to keep going. Yeah, you can kiss it away, I guess. <laughs> but... Um, so the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. And it's not talking about physical weaknesses. It's talking about spiritual weaknesses. Um, <laughs> you'd have heard Grandma over there, man. Did <laughs> stitches? She, she, he popped a pin or something on you, didn't he? <laughs> a fork. <laughs> a fork. Ow. <laughs> um, likewise, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, helps our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we all. You know, what does Ephesians say? We Wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. I saw somebody put on Facebook this week, and I try, honestly, I make a lot of comments. I don't do a whole lot on there. But I did see somebody that had a Carnival cruise ship, and right under it, it was a, 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 a naval warship. And it says, some people think church is like a cruise ship. You get on it and have fun. He said, but honestly, when you're in church and you're serving the Lord, it's more like a battleship. Because we, we literally are in spiritual battles. Um, Satan is going to attack. But that's why we come to church. That's why we need each other. Well, when we're in these battles, we don't even know how to pray. But the Spirit maketh intercession. The word intercession, we're going to look at that this morning in our 11 o'clock hour. It means to act on someone's behalf. Um, the word intercession... When you first think about it, it's intercessory prayer. You're interceding. You're praying on somebody's behalf. So the Spirit is actually praying for us when we don't know what to pray. 
And sometimes you can be so hurt in life, you can't even put the words together to pray. Think of it as an intersection. You don't an know which intersection, way to go. interceding. There you go. All right, so the Spirit helps us with groanings that cannot be uttered. So the Spirit, Holy Spirit, when we're so hurt, we're so down, and life does that from time to time, know the Holy Spirit is praying to God the Father on your behalf. And look what it says in verse 27. He that searcheth the hearts, he who, who's, who's the one that searched the hearts? God. He knows what the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So the Holy Spirit knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're feeling. He knows when you're hurting. He knows everything and know that he's praying for you. Um, so that's the knowledge of the sovereign, the knowledge of the Savior, and the knowledge of the Spirit. Then it brings us back to the knowledge of our salvation. Truly, you can know whether you have eternal life or not. Um, I read something this uh, last few weeks, though. It was really good, too. It said Satan knew he could not stop the plan of the gospel. He's smarter than that. So what did he do? He came up with a bunch of counterfeits. I thought that was pretty good. You know, you know, in the United States, you know, everything um, goes by the dollar. Well, you can't replace it, but you can make a bunch of counterfeits for it. And that's what they do. Well, uh, Satan will sell a counterfeit, but... Deep down inside, you don't have that peace or joy. You don't. You know you're missing out on eternal life. So he says, you know you can have eternal life. So that's the knowledge of our salvation. Then lastly, the knowledge of our security. Uh, I'll bring this out again this morning. And I don't mean to be repetitive sometime from class to church. It's just stuff that I've really thought about during the week. I said it would. the world needs two things. I've been saying this for a while. A recognition of who God is and a realization of who you are. Well, this week I throwed a third one in there. Recognizing who God is, realizing who we are, and remembering how much Christ loves us. We'll talk about that this morning. Um, Ephesians 3.14 For this cause, Paul was writing, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man we think life is about us and what we want what we do but we're weak the Lord strengthens us by his spirit that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith how are you saved you're saved by faith through grace in Christ so as I've been saying this for a while, and if y'all want to write this down, this is good. You're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Nowhere does that put us into the equation. <laughs> We're saved by grace. That's getting something you did not deserve. By grace, through faith. That faith is uh, repenting of your sin and placing your faith in Christ. Uh, by faith, by grace, through faith in Christ. Now, you have to answer the call. That's our responsibility. But it's a, it's a work of God. So, um, ye may know, that, uh, excuse me, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. 
forsaking all. I'll trust him. That's forsaking yourself. That's forsaking doing good deeds. That's forsaking. Um, I've heard people say, I mean, I've gone to church all these number of years. That makes me right. <laughs> No, I've given all this much to church and to missions. That just makes me right. No, <laughs> you're saved by faith. That being rooted and grounded in love. And I love this verse right here. That ye may be able to comprehend. I think the word comprehend, maybe a good word for that would be, a parallel word would be to understand. Well, I took college, when I, when I graduated high school, I got saved when I was 13. I honestly felt the Lord, the call to preach about 15 or 16, but I didn't know how to go about it. Man, I was a kid. Um, I didn't run from it, but I didn't run to it. So when I got out of school, I just did what most people do. I did what I wanted to do. I liked cars. I liked working with my hands. I've always been interested in stuff like that. As a kid, I was never very constructive. I was destructive. I wanted to take it apart and see how it worked. And hope I got it back together, whether it did or not. But so I took auto mechanics, and I remember in class they could sit down, and they were they were good teachers, good professors, good materials. You could sit here and tell me all day long how an internal combustion engine works. And by the way, unless you got an electric car or one of those really weird Mazdas with the Wankel engine or rotary engine, whatever you want to call them, every engine we have other than those two, are internal combustion engines. I could sit and I could learn about that all day in class. But till I went out there and rolled up my sleeves and got dirty, taking one apart and seeing all the moving parts and figuring to see how it fit and how it, 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 it uh, bolted together and how it worked, I couldn't comprehend it. But once I, just looking at it in the book, I learned knowledge. But when I went out there and worked it on it. It was just words. It was just and words. Word, and when you went out there, the words turned into pictures. It weren't turned into pictures, and I got mm -hmm. understanding. I got comprehension. And once upon a time, I was a decent mechanic. Probably not anymore, but, well, these electronics have passed me. It's like riding anymore. a bike. Yeah, well, electronics nowadays, those have passed me way by. It's like riding a bike. It's like 50,000 vehicles in Louisville in the field. So we may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge that how he might be fulfilled with all the fullness of God. So the greatest thing is I've added a third part to that is to know how much Christ loves you. And we'll look a little bit more in detail uh, today in our 11 o'clock service. But just when we understand how much God loves us, man, it just changes everything. And know that whether it be death or life, as Romans 8 finishes, and I'll read that tonight, nothing can separate you from that love. Go for it. Okay. I know that you said that people say all their good deeds and all this is what is going to get them, and that's wrong. It, it's Well, that's, you know, that's, that's the world's teaching because the world, even from school to sports to everything, teaches you a, a performance base. You need to do, you need to do, you need to do. So somebody can be saved and in the same sense be mean as dirt to everybody and it doesn't matter because 
Did you say? Is it me? Um. All right. Oh, you can be. Oh, you can be. The meanest, the meanest thing, on, the meanest thing on planet Earth is a backslidden Christian, because they know they know what they're supposed to do, but they're not doing it. Um, one of the greatest. I, I thought about something as you started answering. All right, and I used to teach this in my Sunday school class years ago. Our works does not produce our faith but our faith does produce works uh, James talks about that um, the biggest thing I wish people could understand is once you get saved you'll never be perfect because we still got that fleshly nature inside of us so you can go back and do some of the things you did before you got saved but God's not going to let you enjoy it because deep down inside, you know what's wrong. Um, I was saved at 13. I told y'all I was called to preach at 15 or 16. I think it was 15. By the age of 17 and 18, I had wandered from the Lord. I never did get into anything really bad, but I wanted to do things my way. I wanted to have fun with my friends. I wanted to listen to whatever type of music I wanted to listen to. I wanted to do that. But deep down inside, I was I was miserable because... I knew I was not doing what I should be doing. Okay. But, but I guess you can't. I'm asking because, I mean, it's like to teach my kids exactly, you know, because I know like Peyton and Portland, they've asked, you know, like I, I make breakfast for, and, and they're like, you know, why do you do that? And, it's not like I'm trying to get brownie points because I don't feel like I need brownie brownie points. And you don't. It's not like that, but I look at it in a sense of giving. I want to be more like him mm -hmm. in the sense of being caring and, um, like you said, giving and to. I don't know, I guess I just kind of look at it as, as doing my part to serve. Like you want to, yeah, and, and, and it is part of it. But, you know, I mean, what I'm saying is, I, you know, some people may look and say, which I, I don't look at it this way, but like you said, well, I do this and I make breakfast and, you know, so I'm going to heaven. And then you have another person that says, I don't care nothing about nobody. And then they are saved. How is that? Yeah. That, How are they in the same yeah, that's looking category? At, that's looking at it from a human perspective. Yeah. And we would say, well, how in the world can they be saved? Um, Peter denied Christ. We just looked at it on Wednesday nights. Peter blatantly denied Christ. It said with an oath and with a swear he denied Christ. Um, once, I know a lot of people don't believe this. Once you're saved, always saved. A lot of people say they don't work. Well, yes, you are. If you're truly saved, yeah. sincerely saved. And I have seen a lot of people just pray a prayer and say, yeah, I got saved. Well, did they really? They made a profession, but did they really get saved? Just like Austin. You're going to continue to sin. Yep. That's why. Um, sin, all right, Austin's my son. No matter what, that relationship can never be broken. No matter what, even if I disowned him. He is still my biological son. Um, our relationship can't be broken. 
But if he really screwed up, made some dumb decision, our fellowship might be broken, but our relationship is not broken. Um, is that like you said, the Holy Spirit kind of steps back and kind of lets you yeah. do? You remember you had said that before, that when someone, they may be saved, but if they're starting to go down the wrong path, do you remember when he said that? If you don't get right, he'll take you out. The, 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 yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's just like. It's, he kind of takes a step back. Yeah, he'll it's not step that he's back lucky. Like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. He takes a step back. I got you. Yep. That's grieving the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's grieving the Holy okay. Spirit. It says, grieve not the Holy Spirit whereby you are sealed into the day of redemption. All right. When you grieve the Holy Spirit, when you sin, because he's God and he's holy too. So you can grieve the Holy Spirit, okay? And it would be like. The Holy Spirit, like if, if, if I had a set of shoulders right here, the Holy Spirit's with us. He's guiding us. He's, he's showing us and leading us. But when we sin, the Holy Spirit says, okay, you're on your own now. <laughs> yeah. He will let you. God didn't save free us will. as robots. It's free will. Uh, God's not going to save anybody against their will. He's a gentleman. He'll take no for an answer, and he'll let you have your way with an answer. But like Miss Cindy said, you, he'll let you go your own way. But you're going to be miserable. And just as a heavenly father, just like an earthly father, when they're growing up and they're young, you'll correct them because you do love them. So God, if you're saved, if you're truly saved, God will bend you to get your attention. If you don't listen, God will break you. If, if you don't listen to his bending, God will break you. Then if you don't listen, he'll bury you. You know what the scariest thing is, though? For somebody who says they're a Christian, they can do whatever they want to, and they never get chastised. That means they're not truly saved. Because every time I've wandered from the Lord, in some way or another, he would get my attention. Whether you get sick or your car breaks down. Now, not all of sickness and car breaks. This is a deep subject. It's, it's a deep I subject. I mean, I guess that's why but I, he, I ask a lot of questions on it, because it's not just a... A black and white answer, you know. I yeah. mean, there is multiple parts to it. Is but you know, and you're talking about, but for you me know. to teach my kids, I have to understand because I know that, like, especially Peyton. I mean, it's like he'll ask me questions, and if I don't know the answer, I won't find that answer. Yeah, sure, you know? sure. Um, when you a person's truly saved. You will want to contribute. You'll want to do stuff like that. But sometimes we can get backslidden and we don't. This, this is a deep subject. I don't know if I can answer all this today. but I'm good. We'll, 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 we'll get back with it. <laughs> if I yeah. think of another part. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back with it. We'll get back to it. But anyway, that finishes.